When something happens to your kitchen, you might say, This is ludicrous. But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludicrous. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holler at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. How much time are you working on mastering the craft or creating content? They could tell you, like, I even will go to sleep and, like, wake up. And I'll just, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I always am constantly thinking about some crazy shit. Dogs. This one yeah, that, that's, that's the one. That's the one. That's the one. That's the one. That's the car. Bring that out, man. Drewski <laughs> here, man. Come yeah, on. Yeah, man. See, this is what I need. Why exactly. you pull up that? <laughs> we told Diddy cut the check. Ah, Token our appreciation. Oh, my gosh. Thank y'all. That's man. how Drewski needs to come out. Yeah. All right, first, <laughs> I'm going to take all these home. <laughs> I'm still going to flip that though. I'm still going to Drewski. What's up, man? The legend himself. Yeah, you know it, you know it. That's <laughs> <laughs> what they say sometimes. <laughs> How y'all doing, man? I'm doing good, good, man. How you? You know, living good, feeling good. How's toy life treating you? Pretty damn good. <laughs> Pretty damn good. <laughs> Something you get used to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's all new, but um, just going through the motions, like I said, like, it's just a lot of repetitive nights. It's like the, the show club after the you know meet and greets all that is like it's turns into a real job you know what i'm saying so show the hotel the after party you charging a thousand dollars for the <laughs> yeah i didn't say that, that. <laughs> you charging a thousand dollars for the pictures too? nah, nah, nah. I, ain't there yet. I ain't there yet soon soon but i ain't there he's about to eat the, yeah. the 50 dollar package yeah $50 man, package. Man, different. a little different man he, he's he's you know chris brown a sex symbol man but we I like be. to look at myself as the same, but <laughs> levels, it's levels, it's levels, levels of sex symbol. Man. Yeah, it's levels. That's a fact. Uh, no, nah, man, but I'm proud of you, man. Rockstar, you. like you, you traveling, you on tour, corporate sponsorships. Yes. But I want to bring it back to the beginning. So, how did it originally start, and when did you, when did you realize this was something that you could just take from being funny to actually making a career out of? Um, I think honestly, I started off just doing stuff at my mom's crib, you know, uh, using what I had to, which was like an iPhone and like whatever outfits and stuff I had. To like if I was doing a country character, if I was doing a girl character, if I was doing whatever I was doing, I just was using my, my mom's house as a set. So I would just literally try to do the funniest shit at the time that could like entertain people around my age or around like what my own world was literally only Atlanta at the time. So I was like, all right, let me just see if I could get like 10K followers or get close to like 100K, try to entertain, be funny. And it just slowly grew, but it took about four or five years. And you know, now we're here and I've done so much stuff, man. And to know that it's possible just from like a phone, like I know a lot of people be like, they'll be like, yo man, I need a team. I need this, I need that. But all that's gonna come as long as you, you know, it comes with whatever you're doing. So I think you just gotta stay down, man. I, I just used everything that I had. Just like five years ago. Yeah. Just yeah. get the iPhone and just started, yeah, just man. on Instagram. About four and a half years ago, yeah. Trapping off the iPhone. Yeah, man. What the original plan was. He's trying to flip stuff, man. Gotta watch this guy, man. You gotta watch this guy. No trapping off the iPhone, man. Never do that. <laughs> the, the original plan was to be uh, a sportscaster? Is that true? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's very true, man. I went to uh, Georgia Southern University and uh, tried to be sportscaster, and I was just, 
I was cussing too much. Man. I tried to be on the little sports radio they had up there, and they was like, "Man, you need to do something else. This ain't really. I don't know if this is gonna work out for this." But it was, it was just me just trying stuff. It was just trial and error, man. Just learning and knowing like what I'm good at and what I'm not. Um, but yeah, after I came back home, I was like, "Yo, I think comedy, comedy is this shit gonna be it." Mm. I was making people laugh since I was a kid. I just really just locked in. and was like, what is the best thing I can do? Like, what am I, what do I know I'm talented at? And I was like, I make people laugh all the time. Yeah. I'm gonna be a comedian. <laughs> you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, so, yeah. What was the first time you got paid? Like, what was the first, was it an Instagram ad? Or like, what was your first time you got paid for comedy? Um, I think I got like 40, $50 cash app for like posting a promotion <laughs> on my on my Instagram story or something. Yeah, it was something like very small, but you know, I just kept doing them. And um, I, I went on tour with Jack Harlow very early on before me and him even like popped off. Like uh, I think Puff had posted Jack on his page and I checked Jack out and I was like, yo, who is this dude? He said he lives in Kentucky or whatever. And I hit him up. He was like, yo, it's crazy. I'm a fan of yours. We only had like a couple hundred thousand followers, like barely anything, maybe just only a hundred thousand. And uh, I was like, yeah, man, yeah, I'm a fan of yours too. Like, this is crazy. You, you could rap. He was like, bro, I, I be watching your comedy. You're hilarious. And I was like, where do you live? You live in Kentucky, right? And he's like, nah, I live in Atlanta. Sends me his location. And I was like, yo, we should link up. Dude lives like two minutes down the street from me. <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> so I link up with him that day and I was like, yo, so what you got going on? Cause I'm about to go on this small tour or whatever. Um, I actually was looking for a host, and I'm like, all right, I, I, I'll try to do that. I could try to do that, you know what I'm saying? I had never done nothing on stage, live, nothing. This is like late 2018, maybe. And um, yeah, he was like, yeah, you should come on and, and be a host. And I was like, all right, let's do it. Go on the road with him by myself and like his small crew, we were like tight in the bus, like maybe like 10, 12 of us in this little tiny bus, you know what I'm saying? going to all these different states. Then we went to Toronto, we went to the uh, Portland, Oregon, we went to all these places. And only like, you know, like a couple, maybe a couple hundred people, maybe just a hundred people would come out. And we used to have these talks on the tour bus, like, yo, when we make it, like, we're gonna go big, man. Like, we used to really like lock in, like, late at night and be like, bro, I can't wait. Like, I, we just had all these goals that we would talk about. And it's crazy to see both of us transcending and just going up now, it's just like, wild to watch man it's like damn we really talked about this stuff at one set of time man so, so the original skits they were based off impersonations mm -hmm. right so i know you locked in and studied you know comedians from the past so who was the motivation before you were making the skits like what were you watching that inspires you to do it um i was watching a lot of uh cedric the entertainer presents growing up <laughs> but my mom would put on a lot of stuff like that or she'll put on like will ferrell movies um like what about Bob? She would put on all types of different stuff that I thought was like hilarious, like in Living Color. Um, yeah, and I just would always think it's funny. My dad would watch like more of the, like the raw, raw stuff, like Dave Chappelle. <laughs> so I would like try to sneak and watch clips of that. Um, so yeah, I was just inspired by that type of stuff, man. And when I was at Georgia Southern and I was let down by like them telling me like maybe I shouldn't do like sports radio and maybe it's not for me and stuff, I started watching like a lot of those Steve Harvey clips where he was talking about like like that feeling you get when you know you're just gonna, like you know something is for you. And I was like, damn, I kinda, I kinda feel that feeling. I just don't know. So I just was watching clips of like Will Smith and they all would say the same thing that I was feeling in my head. I'm like, this may be what I'm experiencing. You know what I'm saying? So that's, you know, all she wrote from then, you know. So you said earlier, a lot of times people have the misconception that they need a social media team and all that. Yeah, yeah. But eventually, you, you built a team. Mm -hmm. So at what point did you go from doing everything yourself to actually start investing and building a team? And like, what's some of the first people that you actually started to hire? Yeah, some of the first people I started to hire was like my own like guys around me. And um, well, the ones that would, I knew were like, could be an asset to me, you know what I'm saying? And, and you know, and I think it was just a smart move because I was like, yo, how can I, do all this on my own, you know what I'm saying? So I, I, I ran into somebody named Johnny Shipes um, in New York a while back when I only had like 
100,000 followers, just like a quick little friendship here. 100,000 followers is a lot of followers. Yeah, yeah I know what I'm saying. Like, I wasn't like, oh, I wasn't yeah, I don't know who I am. Minimum. Ow. I think I had nothing. Yeah, it was like 200,000. Yeah, but it's still like, I mean, in, in like an Instagram kind of world, yeah, you're not like, yeah, no, you're not no, a big, big deal. Like, I was just, those 100,000 followers are like local and like in Atlanta. So, um, yeah, my manager had reached, my current manager, Johnny Sipes, had reached out and he was like, yo, you should come up to New York, whatever. And I didn't really know him. I didn't trust him. I was like, yeah, I'll come up there and just chop it up. So it took like us a year to just hang out and like get to know each other. And all these deals started to come through. I, I, I remember I had, Drake had hit me up and was like, yo, you should be a part of this Laugh Now, Cry Later video. And I was like, all right, bet. And I just didn't have anybody for him to. When something happens to your kitchen, you might say, this is ludicrous. But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludacris. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holla at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. Talk to you know what I'm saying? And like, they were like, yo, so who do my people talk to to get the, the plane, the, the money? I'm like, damn, it's all this coming in. Like, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know who the fuck to talk to. Call, call my mom. Call yeah, call my mom. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, wait, how can, we can't just breeze. He randomly called you? Like, how does that happen? How did you? Yeah, know? no, no, no. He, he, had, I think he, well, I think I knew that he was like watching a couple of the clips that I had posted. I had posted some funny videos that I saw he liked. And then other people were telling me that he had, um, they have just had conversations with him, like, yo, he thinks you're super funny or whatever. And I was like, oh, okay, that's what's up. That's crazy. And uh, he DM'd me and then asked me where, where I was at, you know, and like, would I be available to be in a, a big video that he was about to shoot? And it was crazy, man. But yeah, um, that's, I think that was like the first day I was like, all right, Johnny Sipes is gonna be my man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, cause I don't have anybody else that I trust. And I was like, yeah, I really trust this dude. He does a lot of good business. He found Nipsey Hustle, and I was like, okay. I, I, we're gonna, let's do this, you know what I'm saying? And um, from then, I, I brought like a couple of my, my boys, uh, Chauncey and, and Solo with me up there, and I started to notice what they were good at, you know? Um, Chauncey being a very creative and funny person, and that can write comedy and, and is like a genius, you know what I'm saying? So hired him to be on my team, hired Solo. He was like super on point to be my day-to-day. -day. So like these are like my real friends I grew up with, you know? Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, them and then Giant just running like the business side. Uh, yeah, that's just how it started, you know? And that's how like the team just started developing. But yeah, I think you always gotta invest in yourself. That was my first investment was investing into my own team, yeah. So that takes time, right? Yeah, it takes time, that's what I was saying. Like yeah. a lot of people think to make it, oh, I gotta have this team. No, yeah. you don't have, you don't need that from jump. You, that comes with everything that you're doing, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so even in order to invest in yourself, you have to actually, acquire money, yeah. right? And so you are able to le leverage your social media presence mm -hmm. to that. And a lot, we see a lot of social media comedians yeah. and they can't figure out how to monetize. Yeah. And so that's a process in itself, but I want to talk about the creative process, right? Because you have to, I mean, I'm imagining you're writing these skits and you're creating them and you're producing them. So what's, what was that creative process like for you? And then how did you turn it into something like, all right, I can monetize? I, I like real life like comedy, so I think the biggest thing for me with creating like some of the content that I create is like going through things. So I don't like to be in places where I'm too like sheltered or can't experience real life emotion or like I like to be around like real shit. Like if we go into the hood, nigga, fuck it, we go into the hood. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> if we go into this white college party, let's go. I want to experience it. Like I want to see this stuff. So as I'm just like a big. <clears throat> um, person that just, I, I'm, I'm like a people watcher, you know what I'm saying? So I just always like study like people's like movements, how you, how conversation goes, you know, like eye contact, just stuff like that. And I just pick up stuff easily, like really quick. And I can like copy that same like behavior, you know what I'm saying? So I just always thought it was funny that I could do stuff like that. And so yeah, just experiencing real life is like the best way to do comedy for me. That's, what, how I feel about so it. how's the transition been from starting on Instagram, but now actually performing in front of 20,000 people on, on, like, that's kind of a mix, because that's interesting, because it's not even like that stand-up comedy. That's yeah. almost like a performance. Yeah. So how, how has that transition been for you? Uh, it's been, it, it's not easy. I think 
it, that's another trial and error thing that we had to go through. Um, I'm glad I started early, even going on the road with Jack and not having too many fans being out there, um, just so I could fuck up in front of just a hundred people. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> a lot but I could in front of a lot all these different. people. But um, yeah, I also hosted J Cole's tour. Um, that was another learning experience. Uh, we learned from that, and um, now I'm uh, doing like stand up and you know a performing act on Chris Brown and Little Baby Story right now. So. But yeah, I think it's a it's it's very different from social media, and I think you really gotta learn. Like a lot of people, and I, and, I, and you know, a lot of older comedians don't really respect that how we start off different from how they started off. You know, a lot of comedians now start off on social media. A lot of comedians then start off on the stage, and then you get on screen. So it's yeah. like complete opposite effect now. But I think I, I I've been able to, you know, balance the right thing. I've talked to a lot of the OGs and comedy, and they've given me like good tips on like just how to handle all this, you know. Yeah. So what are those some of the things you learned? Obviously, you started out with with Jack, and it's a hundred people. Yeah. And then you do the J Cole thing, and now you got twenty thousand people, and yeah. now you're with Chris and Baby, twenty thousand. So yeah. obviously, the preparation is different, yeah. the demand is different, mm -hmm. some of the sacrifices are gonna be moving out now yeah. different. What are some of those things that you learned? I learned that the crowd for certain uh, performing acts are very different. Like you go to some of these places like Boston. Um, you know, it's a lot of fucking white people in that crowd, you know what I'm saying? These jokes that you may do in D.C., Atlanta, Miami might not go in Boston or you go to fucking uh, Portland, Oregon, you know what I'm saying? It might not go the same there. So as they may know this person's music as, as a comedian, you got to know that what your audience is. And you never want to switch up who you are. Like, I'm, I'm still the same person. I'm not switching anything up, but you just know what jokes hit, what jokes don't in certain areas and places. I think that's one thing I had to learn though, is just adapting to. Yeah, is, is, the, is the writing the same or, or is there a team that you're writing with? Because I know a lot of times uh, yeah. comedians have a team to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, like I said, my, my close personal dudes that, that I'm around that work with me and my friends, um, yeah, we created like this whole writing team. So <clears throat> we created For Lifers. For Lifers is like, the business where everything, it's like the umbrella business where everything is under that, even could have been records, all that is under for lifers. So it's like a production company and anybody that works with me or works for me, we're all part of for lifers, you know? And uh, yeah, that, that involves writing, that involves TV scripts, movie scripts, um, clothing brand, uh, could have been records, all that under, under that. So that did you get that model from anybody, like Kevin Hart, somebody that like? Yeah, that's crazy that you just said that. <laughs> that's crazy you just said that. I was I was talking to him yesterday. Okay. And you know how Instagram reminds you uh, stuff that you posted years ago on like the same day today. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yesterday I had got a um, a notification from Instagram. It was like four years ago today you posted this, and it was like a post where I posted Kevin Hart, and I was like big real motivation, and I was like soon at Kevin Hart soon. And I screenshotted that, that Instagram hit me up and I sent it to Kevin Hart and he was like, man, it's crazy. He was like, you know, I've just been watching you and you're, as long as you continue to work hard and, and do, he just gave me a lot of good advice. And I was just like, I sat back and was like, damn, this is like wild to even have this conversation with him. And for him to know that he's watching and that all this has come to the, it's just, you can speak a lot of stuff into existence, man. It's yeah, crazy. cause that reminds me of what, Heartbeat yeah. production, right? Heartbeat yeah. Production. yeah. I was gonna say the crazy part is that we were actually him yesterday. Yeah, that's ironic too. <laughs> yeah. As movie premiere, shout yeah. out to Kevin. Yeah. But yeah, so like, uh, cause that's that's a you know a good corporate structure. Yes. Somebody helped you set that up, or you just kind of just put it uh, together. Yeah, yourself? I have. Uh, so Johnny Shipes introduced me to uh, some people named Noah and Druha mm -hmm. that work with him on a lot of business stuff that he does. So they helped me run like the whole for lifers and the business setup of things. But yeah, we 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 moving man, but. I would definitely say Kevin Hart is one of those motivations like that showed, kind of paved the way on how to create your business and ownership and like owning rather than going and giving your, your yourself to another company, you know? Yeah. So um, yeah, it, with, with movies and stuff, you know, a lot of people did a lot of great movies and TV shows that may not be getting that money that you, you might see them on TV every single day and they may not ever see what you think they're getting from being seen on TV every day, you know? They might be getting like a 1%, 2% of that, and somebody else somewhere else that didn't even act or create in the show has ownership over that, you know?
So what was that process like for you, right? Because at a certain point, you're starting from social media, but like you're on stage. How do you determine the price? Are you, is, is the business manager saying like, yeah, I think- He want to know the price. <laughs> you see, you, you got to take a sip of water because you know where he's going with it. You know what he's doing, man. It's tricky, right? Like, how do you know what to charge? What's the price, man? What's, what's, what's the number you're at right now? Uh-huh. Or is, is he advising you saying, you know what, based on, you know, your followers, based on your reach, based on your audience, this is the, the area we should be in? Is, like, are you involved in those discussions? Oh, 100%. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no. Don't nothing go through nobody but me and the directors, man. Uh, CEO. Uh, nah, yeah. I, I'm in all those conversations. And I'm, I'm still learning. Uh, but yeah, they've taught me a lot on how to like, I just listen a lot, even in Zoom meetings that may not even have anything to do with me. Like when they tell me like, yo, you don't even have to be in the Zoom meeting. I'm like, nah, I'm gonna be in it. I, I, I want to hear what's going on. You know what I'm saying? Just, just learning just how to, how to speak, um, how some of these companies will tell you one thing and have a whole bunch of money that you may not know about, you know, that could have been sent to you and, and, you know, so yeah, it's. It's, it's a lot that comes with it, but just learning. I'm still learning, though. I'm not perfect. So you did a lot of brand partnerships. You got the NBA, NFL, KFC, AT&T, a bunch of others. To name a few. Yeah. No, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, talk about, you know, a couple of those. How, how, Pepsi. <laughs> Pepsi Mountain Dew. How was, how, how was it? How did those develop? How did those come about? Uh, just good relationships with people, man. And just, I think just working hard. A lot of these people that I, I'll meet at some of these like functions and stuff, I just be like hanging out, joking around with them. Like, yeah, man. So I'm the CEO of Coca-Cola. They're like, damn, See, I was just <laughs> roasting you yesterday. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So just just having good relationships with people and, and, and I think working hard, I've, I've run into some of the, a lot of these people through just natural, just, you know, situations and it's been a blessing but um yeah that's why I tell you good networking and you know you don't you don't have to over network because some people be trying to think that they got to be in you don't have to be in every single function you don't have to over show your your face and stuff but definitely just do good business with everybody show appreciation to the small people in the room the big people in the room talk to people um yeah I think all that mixed together I was just taught early about that type of stuff my mom used to always tell me the respect the janitor in the room just like how you respect the teacher or just how you respect your friend or you know the president of the school whatever it may be so just learning that from a young age i do that everywhere i go you know yeah, so so i feel like that's got me into a lot of these rooms the you said that it takes a lot of hard work and i think it could be misconstrued right yeah. because it's comedy so everything feels yeah, like people it's, always think it's fun and games, yeah right? it's, it's funny that you say that because people be like <laughs> Yeah, Yo, you just be bullshit, man. <laughs> All day. I'm like, nah, it's some, it's, shit ain't easy, you yeah, know? You, right. Yeah, so, yeah, I, I agree with you. It's, it's definitely hard work put in behind the scenes. Yeah, so how, that's what I was I'm trying to think, because it feels like it's fun and games, but, you know, we're kind of in this space, so we mm -hmm. know, like, the amount of time mm -hmm. that you have to be away from family. So yes. how much time are you working on mastering the craft and spending or creating content? Because I know one of the things we talk about a lot is documenting the process. Yes. And so what's, what's that like for you? Um... Honestly, like my even my friends that stay with me at the house we stay in, like they could tell you, like I even will go to sleep and like wake up, like, and I'll just like you know what I'm saying, like I always am constantly thinking about some crazy shit. It's all it's crazy because I really be like that. Like I'll have like an idea or something, or I just constantly like my my brain is constantly thinking about what what I could be doing next, like always. And I don't know why that is, but I'm never like satisfied with like that one thing. Like I might feel accomplished, like just like I said, I had a great show yesterday and I felt like that was the funniest show I did on the Chris Brown Little Baby tour was yesterday when we were in the Bay. But I still, even after the show, I was like, all right, there's something I can, it's something else I could, something could be funnier in that set. I could have done this, I could have done that better. So we were just watching the film from it, just watching to see what I could have done funnier, what I could have done better. So yeah, I think that right there and just, they don't see the countless hours of the writing the material, coming up with this, the new material and studying, you know, just scripts and, you know, people don't even see the, the stuff that never came out or went wrong or went bad. Um, the auditions that I've had to do, I did like hundreds of auditions that I didn't get. I, I just finally got into my first movie with Will Packer and Tina Gordon. Uh, she's a director and mm -hmm. of course y'all know Will Packer. Um, yeah, with Chloe Bailey, we're, we're doing a, um, 
Uh, praise this? Yeah, praise this. We're yeah, doing yeah. praise this. So it's, it's a pretty big movie, man. And I think, yeah, it's gonna be great. But yeah, after all those auditions, I get the role that I didn't even audition for. It, you know? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so like, uh, just still gotta. It's it's always a process, and it, it never stops. So when people would be like, how, like we know you just be bullshitting, you just be fucking around. It's really like, bro, this is like a grind. Like you really always have to. It's always something going on. Um, and you and you kind of never just want to get overshadowed by by stuff like I think you talk to some people that don't really like respect you in the business, you know, and these deals will sometimes be thrown at you. You'd be like, damn, they really like tried to lowball me right there. And you might talk to one of your colleagues or somebody else in the same comedy space, and you see how much they might have got for that. You're like, oh, okay, I see how y'all doing me, but it's just just learning, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So could have been records. Yes. Um, talk about that. Take a sip one. <laughs> <laughs> the CEO oh. is here. Oh. <laughs> ah. Well, well, well. <laughs> nah. Uh, could have been records is man. It's, it's come a long fucking way, man. Uh, that was something I started as just like a talent show on Instagram, <laughs> and I had like a couple thousand people on there, maybe. <laughs> Maybe just a couple hundred starting out. I didn't have too many people. And people were just coming on there just doing random stuff. And then I started calling it could have been because it was a lot of people that just sucked at shit. Man. I'm like, <laughs> God damn, it could have been something. You know, it, it could have happened. But, you know. Um, but, yeah, I even started, uh, uh, I own a football team called Should Have Been, Should Have Been Stars. A lot of piss poor talent on there. You know? <laughs> They're not the best athletes, but they're all right. It should have been stars, man. So it's a good league, though. My first year was last year owning that team. It's very fun, for real. So I wanted to ask you about the team, but so so the the, the record. So you started off, but it kind of turned into something, mm -hmm. and it's interesting because it's a it's a new form. It's another form of content. Yeah. Right. So like, what's your plans with that? Man, we got so many big plans. We're we're actually pitching. Could have been records as a TV show right now to like some of the biggest networks. Like honestly, like we've been in meetings with some of the biggest networks, and I don't even know if I can I speak on this. Yeah, nobody's listening. Like, he, he, <laughs> <laughs> he's like, I don't know. Um, but yeah, so I, yeah, I'll just say that. But um, yeah, could have been records has turned into like a real music label. Um, we we've got some of the biggest labels trying to offer us deals to just join, just to have a place for these certain artists that I'm bringing to have these record deals because these dudes are like have a, a like a life of their own so we started this and I think it was so much virality behind it like millions of tweets I'll see like my name and could have been records be like the number one trending names in the US after I go live you know um, 200,000 people live at once watching could have been records so it's just been crazy but I would always watch the people that hopped on and did like this crazy, whatever they did, they were dancing, singing, yeah. uh, what the dude with the shit in the toilet, whatever. <laughs> and I would watch their pages and these people would really have like a fan base going to follow them after the live is over. Like the whole thing will be over and I'll still follow them just to watch. And I'll see like fans coming up to them. They'll be recording, like they'll go to the mall or something and like, oh my God, you're the dude from Quitterman Records. Like, and these people, like I remember one dude went and got a Quitterman Records chain is a fake bullshit chain. <laughs> It wasn't worth shit, man. But like, <laughs> just just the the just me noticing how far it, it has it can go, you know. I'm like, damn, this is like a real thing. So we started getting like labels hitting us up about um, deals. So yeah, it's, it's a lot of things in the works, but um, yeah, it's really turned into something serious, and it's like a real business yeah, under it, for lifers. When I first started watching it, I'm like. I thought at first you were just trying to create more content. And then yeah. I'm watching, I'm like, yo, this is America's Funniest Home Videos. <laughs> yeah. Like, America's Got Talent. America, yeah, 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 <laughs> right? yeah, yeah. Or like one of them, the, yeah. them Star Search type shows. And I'm like, wait, this is really going somewhere. Yeah. So like the fact that you're saying that networks are picking it up, it makes perfect yeah. sense. Yeah. That wasn't the vision, but a lot of times when you create a vision, it, it changes. And mm -hmm. so like- Agreed, agreed. I feel like that's what happened. I would always watch um, American Idol and you remember the dude, like the Asian dude, she bang? Yeah. Right, so right, right. we would watch, my family, would, I don't know about everybody else, but my family would always watch American Idol for the fuck ups, like the auditions, <laughs> and we would just laugh at that. So I, I always loved that, and I started to notice, like, 
even on the people that were fans of American Idol, they would love that side of the show. So I'm like, yo, what if a whole show was just that? And never really like some of the, because you know, people are still talented that come into Kudrin Records, but it's like a mind fuck <laughs> because I may not even like the dude who's super, I might, I might pick this dude right here over that dude just because his personality. So it's never about the music, man, at Kudrin Records. It's always about something else. And uh, yeah, it, I, I think that's the beauty in it for real. It's giving these people that may not have everything together. <laughs> not, not just quite, it might not be all up there in the head, but. But, man, it, it, it's, a, it's a beautiful thing, and I think um, it gives them a platform to shine. It, it really is, because we, we've had some people on there where it was like a real, like, come around moment where it was like, a, like you know, like, damn, I really felt that right there. I think we had a dude, he came on, um, he was doing backflips and stuff. He was dancing to B2K. Um, yeah, he. Oh, that was crazy. Yeah, that was, it got real crazy. <laughs> that was crazy. And um, and I and everybody was fucking with him. We had so many people in there, and he had came out and said that he had a, a disability. I don't remember the exact disability he had, and I was just and he was just so thankful. He had like made a video after. It was like I'm just so thankful. This is so crazy. This is a huge moment, and I think it was autism. I think it was a. What's up, everyone? It's Boss Britt. And it's DJ Excel. If you're a fan of the queer culture and lifestyle, then be sure to check out and subscribe to The No Homo Show. We're a show that shares true stories that are uncut, funny, relatable, and of course, gay from a lesbian's perspective. That's right. Brought to you exclusively by the Revolt Podcast Network. Certain type of autism, and, and he was just like, it's so crazy. And like, this was such a great moment for me, my family, that we're like so happy about this. And I was like, man, this is really... Like it almost made me tear up for real. Like he really was like just excited. He still hits me up today, and I just be checking up on him. And like, he's he's like a funny dude, bro. He he be dancing, and like he knows. It's so crazy how smart this dude is, and and like how talented he is, bro. Like he be playing guitar, yeah. and like like really like killing it though. Like not just like he really like, bro. I, I y'all got to see some of this stuff this dude does. But yeah, he's very talented. So it just showed also that it's a. A, a great vision behind Cut of a Record. It's not just, you know, just always playing around. So let's talk about the football team. So yeah, the football team comes after Cut of Records, mm -hmm. inspired by Cut of Records. Mm -hmm. so, let's talk, so let's talk about let's get into that. Mm -hmm. Did you play, you play football? Yeah, I played football yeah. when I was younger. Yeah. I, um, what position? Fullback. Fullback? Yeah, I'm pretty fast, man. I would have put you on the line. I would have thought you were oh, going on the line. Nah, nah, damn, nah, damn, bro. <laughs> try to make you a tackle. No. <laughs> you don't see too many nah, six, four, um, six, six, four fullbacks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You you and, uh, and the Drake video? How tall are you? I'm like six two. Nah, you taller than me. Might be the shooter. <laughs> <laughs> no. But um, but yeah, man. Uh, I think uh, we were trying to come up with a team name for the after they gave me the ownership of the team, and I was like, we gotta use could have been, but I didn't want to just use could have been because we already created that. I was like something that like just goes with the same brand under something else. Um, so we came up with Should Have Been Stars. What's the league? Uh, FCF. FCL. Fan. Fan Control. Fan Control. League. Yeah, 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 fan, yeah control. fan Control League. Yeah. So, I think it's FCFL. Fan Control Football League, yeah. Mm. yeah. So they, they gave it to you? Or there was, there was yeah, no purchase yeah. in that? No, it was, hey, come on now. You are who you are. Hey, come on. There's <laughs> <laughs> some money behind that. So, but even that, of, it's not even it's the money. It ain't always about the money, man. You always gotta have equity in something. That's the key. So, so it, it ain't it ain't about just the money that they give it to you up front. Um, yeah. So, so yeah, it definitely it, it's definitely a good deal that we got going on over there. Yeah, it makes sense. They, yes. you know, you have a brand. You can yes. leverage your brand. Yes. So, are like the but is the talent on the team? Should have been talent. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We had we had some players. They alright. They alright. Right. Right. Weekend warriors. Should have been yeah, stars. yeah, yeah. I was out there with them. I was trying to get them right, man. But, uh, <laughs> that's one of those things. Yeah, they, uh, you know, they, right. they should have been. <laughs> so, even that process, right? Mm -hmm. Could have been. Should have been. Mm -hmm. These are synonymous with you. Was trademarking something that you had to learn about, or was somebody advising you like, hey, every time you have an idea, please don't say it. <laughs> Let's trademark it before. Is that something you had to learn? Um, nah, because my dad used to nail this stuff into my head when I was younger, bro. Like, all, everything, like, he would always make me think about, like, the most far-fetched shit, like, early on. Like, I'm, like, seven. He's like, what do you want to do with your life? Don't say football or sports. 
And I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> <man>? <laughs> I just want to play fucking NFL football. Like, I don't, I don't fucking know. I don't give a fuck. Like, you know what I'm saying? But he would pressure us. Like, and so I started like looking up shit that made money. I was like, I want to be a lawyer. And I'm thinking he's gonna shut up. He's like, what type of lawyer? <laughs> you know, there's hundreds of different lawyers. There's a lot of lawyers. What, what type of? So it would be to the point where like he drills it so hard, you're sitting there crying. You're like, fuck this shit, man. Like, I don't want to do anything. So uh, yeah, he just is always. He was one of those people that would teach us about stuff early on about everything, and that a lot of shit stuck. Now later <laughs> in life, that I remember these speeches about that I didn't like. I thought I didn't care about, but now it all makes sense. You know, so. Um, yeah, it's, it's it's stuff that just stuck with me. So what's about the merch? Mm. My life is um, what's the deal with the merch, and what was your what was your vision for the merch? Um, I think at first we wanted to be merch. Now we're kind of going into like the fashion side, to where we just wanted to be like a a lifestyle type brand, you know. Um, and I kind of wanted I, I wanted it to get away from because a lot of people were putting out like merch with like their face on it and stuff on like social media. I was like, I want something that people are actually gonna like rock. You know what I'm saying? Like that they will actually wear and like support just cause. And it doesn't, cause you know, some of the best brands have like separated from the person, you know, like to where you forget who that this is this, yeah. right, right. You forget who owns it. Um, so yeah, that's just kind of like the vision where I wanted to be at. But yeah, it all started off as merch at first. Yeah, but now we're, I hired a team to where they, they working on some fire stuff coming out, man. In the original process of it, were you creating the designs for it? Yeah, yeah. Like, originally, I, yeah. yeah. It was just me, um, Johnny, Chauncey. Um, yeah, just just like my, my close people at first, we were working on just dropping stuff. But now I've hired a whole team to just take care of all of that. Yeah. yeah. And so now it becomes an incentive, right? Like, so mm-hmm. when you go on the road, you can bring this with you, yeah, yeah. right? Just having multiple streams. Yeah. We actually just seeded it out to Lil Baby and Chris Brown yesterday. On the tour, so they'll probably start wearing it on stage. Oh. Yeah, dope, dope. So let's talk about the content. So you started on Instagram, then you have show Revolt. Shout out to Revolt. Yeah. Uh, but you're doing indie films now. So where 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 do you see your career headed? Is it more towards movies, TV? Um, where would you like to position yourself? I can't even position myself. No, we everywhere. <laughs> we everywhere. Uh, yeah, we're working on a TV show. Uh, that we're about to close with FX right now. I can't speak too much on that that I know of, but yeah, we're, we're about to close the show with FX and uh, it's gonna be pretty big. It's gonna be a big deal. And um, we're working on a lot of independent films. Like we sit and like, I have a big whiteboard at the house where I just like sit and work on like stuff and ideas and throw up ideas about movies, TV, any ideas I have. And then we break it down and like, make a whole nother whiteboard of how do we see this movie looking? How does it pan out? Or what, what are the characters in it? And you know, just, yeah, we, we working on a lot of different stuff, man. But so definitely- you're, you're in the directing, you're in the directing seat? Mm-hmm. But not just yet, brother. <laughs> you gotta get a foot in the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not just yet, but I, I definitely learned a lot from uh, Tina Gordon. I was just on set with her for a couple months with uh, Chloe Bailey shooting that film. She's a goat, man. She's a genius. She did uh, ATL, I think Drumline. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she directed those films. She's good, man. She's good. So, do you ever see yourself? I know now you're hosting shows, right? Mm-hmm. You're, ho- you're opening, almost like an opening act, but really hosting in a sense. Do you ever see yourself becoming just the headline in itself? Yeah, yeah. And now you're the person that everybody's coming to see? We actually um, just signed a seven figure, yeah, seven figure deal, almost eight figures. Hmm. For my own tour, 2023, so almost a ten, in the, almost in the tens of millions, for 2023 tour, almost, almost. We just signed that. Hey, hey, Congratulations! Told you we coming now. Laugh that Nah, nah, nah. Hey, chill out, man. Chill out, chill out, man. I'm about to get up out of here. So, so, um, do you ever? find it like when you're obviously extremely intelligent and you're very you seem like a very organized person so in meetings is it always reciprocated that way or since you're a comedian do you think people kind of 
lead with laughter sometimes. And, mm-hmm. and does that bother you or are you okay with that? Uh, I'm okay with it because I, I, even in the meetings that we have, I, I tend to make people laugh regardless. But when we talk about business, it's all serious, I think. Uh, but yeah, I like it to be like a calm feeling, even if we're negotiating something with another company or like, or another like brand deal or something, I like to like make everybody laugh. But when we're talking about money, Hey, look, hey, man. Shit's going on. Yeah, shit's going on. Get serious, man. But yeah, no, it doesn't bother me, though. What's what's your advice for, because like Troy said earlier, there is a lot of, you kind of broke the mold, but there's a lot of Instagram comics who've reached a high level of success on Instagram, but still trying to figure out how they can actually make money from their talent. Mm -hmm. What would be your advice to, to somebody that's like, you know, on Instagram, just trying to figure out the business side of it. I would, I would honestly say, I would say invest in yourself, man. Like, a lot of people are scared to take whatever money they made and they try to go and get, you know, clothes or jewelry or, you know, just a lot of different stuff. I, I say invest everything into yourself, man. Try to, if you need anything, like if you need a camera, if you need, if you want to start doing something, just invest into yourself. Because if you're already there, you you have the means, you know what I'm saying? Like, and even if it's not money, you can literally use whatever you have around you. Like, I know some of the biggest, this, this dude named Cole Bennett, he's a director, and he has, like, he got offered, like, $100 million or $200 million for his company, uh, Lyrical Lemonade. So he's, like, doing big shit. So he has cameras and that, all this different stuff, like some of the best cameras in the game. But he insists on using an iPhone to shoot his music videos now just to prove to people who aren't doing this stuff that, yo, you can use your own stuff. So I'd say the same thing, even if you don't have the money to invest in yourself at the time, use your iPhone, bro. I use my iPhone, I use my mom's house. I was flipping couches upside down to get that high angle of myself. You know what I'm saying? I had a a skit where I was acting like I was being interrogated and I wanted the camera angle to be in like the corner of the room, like a police camera investigation camera. And I like flipped the sofa put the phone all the way up there, tried to make it tilt down a little, you know what I'm saying? Use the pillow. Just like, yeah, bro, I was using everything. It's, it's possible, man. It's, it's possible. So as you, you know, eight-figure deals. Eight <laughs> right? Almost, we, almost. almost. Right? So we hear a lot of stories of, especially entertainers, athletes, they get large sums of money and then they squander it because they don't have a, found, a foundation in financial mm-hmm. fluency or financial literacy. And so... I wonder, if, are there opportunities that you're seeing outside of entertainment for yourself? Are you investing in real estate? Are you investing in the market? Are those opportunities being brought to you, or are you, are you being educated on them? Uh, yeah, I'm definitely being educated. I have a, a, I hired a financial team just to make sure I don't make any big mistakes with just overly spending or making sure. Just I, they, they like create these diagrams where they show me how much you spent here. Do you want to do this? Like, And he also teaches me about, like, what I should invest in. Not saying I have to, but it would be like, if you do this, this could this could happen and this could happen. If you want to do Bitcoin, if you want to do crypto, if you want to do whatever, this could happen, this could happen. And just showing me about, you know, real estate and everything. So I haven't made the big jump yet to do that, but I'm, I'm still like learning about everything. But I definitely, that's exactly what I want to do. I want my money to make money, man. I don't want to, we ain't trying to work forever, you know? <laughs> yeah, you work for the money, the yeah, money yeah, got to yeah. work for you. Yeah, yeah. So. Is, is the goal to have other comedians under your umbrella? Yeah, for sure. I um, I love the way Eddie Murphy and like how they did like the movie Life and like how they all came together. Even though all of them might not have been seeing eye to eye, but they all came together. Cause you know, comedy is one of those things where it's like super competitive and it's like, it's like, it's, it's real spicy in comedy. Like, <laughs> like, like you fuck with this person, but it's like, and me personally, I don't move like that. I, I, I want everybody to come together. It's, it's a competition, but it's still like, I, I, I love other comedians because they can make me laugh. Um, but yeah, it's like, it's, it's, it's spice and comedy, man. But I love the way they brought the movie Life together yeah. and how they did that. I would definitely want to do some, a movie like that. If we had to do that, let's just say in SH, you know, they had the Kings of Comedy. Mm-hmm. If you could do it, who are you bringing? Who are the other three people you bringing? Hey, no. <laughs> Hot seat. Hey, no. Hey, no. <laughs> I mean, no disrespect hey, to anybody. Hey, no. Shit. This is a new generation. See what they're asking up here. <laughs> oh, man. I don't want to leave nobody out, man. It's kind of like... Oh, uh, that's political. Yeah, that's political. Man. I don't like answering that question because it just... <laughs> oh, my God. 
Who, who are some of your favorite mm. from, the, from the new generation? Um, DC Young Fly. He's definitely up there. Um, I like uh, I like this young dude that he just be wilding out. MK Slat. Y'all ever heard about him? Nah, I ain't nah, heard about him. Bro, he's on Instagram. Dumb. He's just wild. He's like he's like um, I can't even describe like his energy. His energy is kind of like who who's um, who's the dude who did the mask? Uh, Drew Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey. Yeah, Jim, Jim Carrey. Carrey. Yeah. Jim Carrey. Bro, he's like insane like that. Do you stay up to date with new comics to kind of know what's relevant or are you just on your own zone when it comes to creating you don't want to um, get influenced by other people? Yeah, I don't like to watch too, too much of, of, of somebody because it, it kind of, it does rub off if you if you study somebody too, too hard. Uh, yeah, I like, I like to do my own thing and I like collabing with, with other comedians too. You know, it's always fun to bring your minds together, you know? Yeah. yeah. I'm trying to even think now. Where, where would you watch comedy? I know when we Instagram. That's the only place now to consume it. Mm -hmm. So, obviously you did Instagram, but then you. you but there's also you, you know like Wildin' Out. Yeah, Wildin' yeah, Out. Yeah. I was gonna say Wildin' Out is one of those or platforms. YouTube. You got 85 South. Yeah. yeah, I was about to say 85 South. All of them. Are, are you and have you gone into the comedy circuit? Like you're doing comedy, the Laugh Factory or the comedy like. Oh no, I haven't gone into that comedy circuit yet. No. Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> I want to though. Yeah, I want to. That that'll yeah. be that'll be a vibe. Yeah, yeah that's what a lot of I mean, because a lot of people when they're trying to create new material, mm -hmm. the first place they do it's almost like how you were hosting in front of hundred yeah. people. It yeah. was like, yeah. let me test this out, let's see if it works before mm -hmm. I go to the big stage. Mm -hmm. And so I know that's one of the patterns that even like when Nick Cannon was talking to us, he said that he would use that, and Kevin definitely does that. And even Dave Chappelle. How you feel about so, Nick Cannon comedy? His comedy? Yeah. <clears throat> I think he's super talented. No, no, I said how you feel. <laughs> <laughs> Um, <laughs> I don't. I don't know if I. I, I consider Nick a, a comedian. Mm, I look mm. at him as more as a businessman that curates. Agreed. Agreed. <laughs> what, what made you ask What's that question? Like, <laughs> you see how you try to do me. <laughs> Shout out to Nick. Uh, Cannon, Nick, Nick is a good guy, man. So let me ask you this: the name of the show is Assets Over Liabilities, right? Yeah. So, what is the best asset that you purchased? What's the What's the best use of your money so far? And what's one thing that you spent money on where you, you thought about it like, damn, why did I do this? <laughs> <laughs> Probably should have done that one. Yeah. Uh, the best thing I, I spent money on was in, investing into my, my own team. Um, the thing that I've spent too much money on is uh, probably like Airbnbs and like flying and shit, man. It's, <laughs> bro, it is insane, like for real. Like, well, like, but it, I mean, it's all back to the business, though. It goes yeah. back to the business expenses because anytime we get an Airbnb, it has to do something with making money, you know what I'm it's saying? The right that week or whatever. Yeah, so, uh, but yeah, I spent a lot of money on, on that and taxes last year. <laughs> Learn about that. <laughs> That was my first year paying taxes, like like real, on that real level. Taxes, yeah, you know yeah, what I'm yeah. saying on that level, and that. How was that for you? Like like, you like call your account? Because you, like, you spend yo, it, and you like, oh okay, I'm good, man. Like I still got this amount. I'm like, all right, I'm scrolling. I'm like, oh, we good, man. Like and they hit me with that. Let's figure it out. Boy, boy. Yeah, you like that's somebody's social security or that, mm -hmm, that's my tax bill. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> redo, a redo. Yeah, they're not. Let's, let's try it again. And it's crazy because they don't care if you already spent it. Yeah. Oh, nah. But that's what people don't fully understand either, because it's like the most people, they work a regular job and the yeah. taxes get taken out of their paycheck. Yeah. But it's like in our world, or like, you know, you, Way you don't get taxed. Mm -hmm. So like you said, I mean, you know, if you're not paying taxes quarterly and you make millions of dollars and then it's like, all right, your, your bill is 1.5 million. You might have already spent the money yeah. and you don't necessarily have one point. So it's like that. So people don't understand how, how entertainers can fall into tax trouble. but. It's really not that difficult, especially if you're not fully educated yeah. on like, yo, save your money, save this, save this every time. You're not really thinking about it. Damn, I just thought of another comedian's name that I left out. Damn, see, that's why I didn't want to mess <laughs> with that, man. Who's the other one? Country Wayne. Oh, Country oh, yeah, Wayne, yeah, shout yeah, out to yeah, him. Country He's Wayne. another one that's killing it on killing the it. business yeah. side. Absolutely, Making Absolutely. a bunch of money on Facebook. So now that you, you, you've, uh, obviously the tax bill was what it was. Yeah. In a sense, you become the breadwinner of the family. Mm -hmm. I want to talk about the power of no. What's that like, right? You're, you're now the CEO of the family, and everybody's looking at you like, yeah. I know you can help me. Yeah. I know you can. So how do you deal with that? Um, yeah, that's one of those hard things, man. Um, but I, I, I just, I, currently, I, I look out, though. I haven't gotten to that point of saying, like, no, like, yet. 
but nobody has asked for like a big, big amount yet. You know what I'm saying? But I, I know as I grow, you know, people start asking. We heard about that yeah, deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Stupid shit, man. Everybody's expenses just get more expensive. Um, yeah, no, nah, I, I haven't really said no to any family, friends, anything like that yet. I, 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 I try to help out everybody, but. Yeah, like I said, after this interview, <laughs> man, I shouldn't have said the figures. <laughs> um, but yeah, nah, I try, I try to, I try to be, I try to take care of everybody. I appreciate you, bro. Any anything that you want to make people aware of, like what's next? What's your five, ten year mm. vision uh, for yourself and for your company? Uh, we we gonna we gonna be the biggest company running these films and and TV soon, man, for sure. Y'all look out for for lifers. For lifers. For lifers, man. For lifers. And praise him. Yeah. That's next. Praise this. Praise this. Praise him and this. Praise him. So you on a gospel? You on a gospel tour? Oh, we got to praise him. Praise this. No, I appreciate you, bro. Thank y'all, man. Y'all are dope, man. Appreciate you, man. Thanks for coming. That's a wrap for Trusky, ladies and gentlemen. So I cue the smoke machine. <laughs> <laughs>